Hey everyone, welcome back to This is Steph Sober, the podcast. I'm your host, Steph, an ex-binge drinker who is now a sober lifestyle blogger, as well as a wife and mother. Today, I have a bonus episode just in time for the holiday season. Like many of you, this is going to be my first holiday season sober, which can be triggering because this time of year is full of family and holiday parties, all things that make us want to drink just to get through. I am going to give you some tips and advice for how I am preparing for this holiday season and also share with you some advice and tips from the amazing sober Instagram community. Let's get this started, shall we? All right, you guys. So I don't know about you, but I'm looking at the calendar right now and I feel like the holidays are just creeping in. Um, looking at the calendar, we've got two weeks until Thanksgiving and that's really for me when things just kick off. And so like for me, Thanksgiving through, uh, New Year's is what I consider the holiday season and yeah, vastly approaching. Uh, I just wanted to kind of tell you what my holidays look like. Um, I live in Omaha, Nebraska, but my husband and I are originally from the Quad City area, which if you're not familiar with that, that is uh, in Iowa and Illinois. It's four cities that are on either side of the Mississippi River in those two states. It's Davenport, Iowa, Bettendorf, Iowa, Rock Island, Illinois, Moline, Illinois, and then there's a bunch of other little cities. I'm not going to bore you with all of it. Anyway, that's where we're from, and it's about five hours away from where we live now. All of our family and friends, all of them, live in the Quad Cities, five hours away from us. So the holidays for the past 11 years have looked a lot different for us than they did when we were first married. My daughter was two when we moved here to Omaha, so she doesn't remember uh, what the holidays looked like, but my husband and I do. And, you know, there was a time when we lived back home where the holidays were very busy and we had to do a lot of, uh, you know, splitting up time between our families and, you know, eating a lot because we had to eat double meals and all of that. And so... I know a lot of people spend the holidays that way. I haven't had to spend the holidays that way in a really long time. And I wanted to just touch on that because I've kind of experienced both. Because what I'm about to tell you about my holidays, you're probably all going to be like, what are you worried about? That sounds so chill. And it is. And I'm glad that it is. Um, But I also do remember the hustle and bustle of um, being around a lot of family and having to run around. And I know how triggering that can be. I know that I drank a lot during that time. And, uh, so yeah, so what my holidays are going to look like Thanksgiving, my mom and her boyfriend come out every year for Thanksgiving. It is so relaxing. We make dinner together and honestly, it's, it's very, very laid back and chill. I I thoroughly enjoy it because we're spending just one-on-one time with them and it's very intentional and 
I don't know. I just, I feel really good about the time spent because I don't feel rushed that we have to go off to another, you know, family gathering somewhere else or, you know, there's not so many people around. I'm very intimate in that way. And I've mentioned that before. I really like one-on-one or like very small group interaction. That's just something that I crave. So I thoroughly enjoy it. One thing me and my mom um, obviously did when I was a drinker and we're making our Thanksgiving dinner was drink wine together. And so this year I've prepared by buying some alcohol-free wine and I'm going to offer that to her. She does still drink, completely up to her. I, I will have, because I do still have wine in the house, and I will offer that to her if she would like it. Otherwise, she is more than welcome to share the alcohol-free wine with me. And I am going to focus on the fact that it wasn't the alcohol that made that so enjoyable for her and I in the past. It was the fact that we are making food together, we are spending time in the kitchen together, and alcohol played no role in that. That is a false belief that I once had And I am mentally preparing myself and letting myself know that that is not true. And I'm going to prove it when we get together for Thanksgiving. Also, we kind of celebrate Christmas at the same time because she um, will not be coming back for Christmas. So it's kind of a two for one. And it it really works out well. My parents are divorced. um, So it's nice because fast forward to Christmas time, my dad always comes out for Christmas. And I'm really looking forward to that. Once again, very low key. We pretty much just lay around in our pajamas, watching Christmas movies and eating food. Um, But I used to do a lot of drinking. I would start drinking pretty much when I got up with mimosas or Bloody Marys. My dad loves Bloody Marys. Um, While making breakfast, And then it just kind of would continue all day because we had nowhere to go. And this year, you know, let me back up a minute. Christmas Day last year was the last day I drank. And so the day after Christmas will be my one year sober anniversary. And I'm really looking forward to it, obviously. I'm excited to to hit that one year mark. I don't feel nervous about drinking or around drinking um, on that day, but it's going to be different for me this year in that the last few years have felt very empty and I, I hate to say the word boring, but boring because we really didn't do much but lay around, watch the same movies and you know, I just drank until I went to bed. And so this year I really want to do something different. I want to maybe come up with a new tradition to throw in there. My daughter has already come up with some ideas. And so, um, her and I will definitely sort through and figure out some things to do, um, to kind of switch it up a little bit, because I think that's important, um, to kind of switch things up so that it feels exciting and new and fresh because you know we should be excited to be sober for the holidays and finally experience them in a new way and that's really I think the attitude that I want to have and I think it's the attitude we all need to have going into this 
it's not an attitude of worry about slipping up, but have our minds already set up that we're not going to drink. It's not an option and that we are going to experience this in a new way and, and have a new lens on, um, when we go into all of these parties, events, and family gatherings. So I wrote a blog post and I just posted it, um, today actually, and it's called tips for staying sober during the holidays. And I guess I'm going to kind of use that as my guide to stay on track for this podcast. And then, uh, yeah, I'm going to jump into, I got some really good advice from the Instagram, the sober Instagram community. So we'll jump into that at the end. Um, but in talking about switching things up in new traditions, um, that's kind of one of my first topics or advice, um, in the blog is, it's okay to do something different and to not stick with traditions if they make you uncomfortable. So if there's a family tradition that maybe you're going to be uncomfortable with because you know it's going to involve some drinking and you really don't know how you're going to get through it without being tempted or it's going to be miserable for you because the whole time you're going to be fighting that urge, I want to give you permission right now to opt out. I know traditions are important and I know that we sometimes want to stick to them to keep everyone else happy. But this year, especially if it's your first year of sobriety around the holidays, it's it's so important to put that first. And if that means you have to opt out of that event, that party, or maybe you leave before that happens, this is me giving like, like I just run your life, right? This is me giving you permission to do that. But no, you need to give yourself permission, honestly. Give yourself permission to do that because it is so important to put your sobriety first. That being said, maybe you bring up starting a new tradition. Um, I know this is all of this advice is going to depend on everyone's individual situation. We all kind of relate to family differently. Some of us might be the one hosting it, which if you're the one hosting it, even better because you're in charge. But some of us aren't. Some of us are kind of at the mercy of going to someone else's house and they, they are in control of the environment and what is there and what is not there. So I know that this advice can only help in certain situations, but you know, if you have the control of the event, start a new tradition, start something different. Um, We're kind of creatures of habit. And so if we can change the way things go down and they're not the same as they were in years past, then you won't be triggered to drink like you did in years past. So I think it's really important to um, maybe, you know, shake things up a little bit. So this goes into my next tip, which is don't fall into people pleasing. Family is the worst at guilt tripping. And I know you know what I mean. And it's really, really hard when you've got someone saying, well, that's what we always do, or can't you just stay a little bit longer when things are getting drawn out and people are drinking a lot and you're ready to just go home and go to bed, like guilting you, but it's Christmas, or oh, it's the holidays, oh, what's one gonna hurt? Things like that 
um, you really have to like dig your heels in and really honor yourself and your sobriety in that moment and stay strong. Um, and my only advice for that is to really just maybe stay away from the family members that are going to be that, be like that, you know, just avoid interacting with them as much as possible. Um, if there's someone that's just really gonna be horrible at that with you or really can like trigger you into people pleasing or feeling sorry and, and giving in, you know, maybe that's just an event you don't go to this year either. Um, it's always good to have other people or allies in the room. Um, so if you could maybe talk to a sibling or a spouse or someone else who could back you up if that situation arises and you need someone to have your back, um, that's always a really good idea too. Um, but I think also something that could get you out of even being confronted with any of those situations is to hang out with the kids. Like seriously, hang out with the kids. The kids table, you guys, is where it's at. The kids are having more fun than the adults that are drinking and telling the same goddamn stories they tell every year. It's like, I don't know about you, but sometimes it can just feel like the same Christmas every year, like nothing changes. It's the same people saying the same things, telling the same stories. And it really makes it hard to make new memories when you keep doing the same things over and over and over again. Kids keep things fresh. Um, every year they're getting a little bit older, they're into new things and hang out with the kids. They're gonna want an adult to help them put their toys together. Their kids love when the adults sit down and play games with them. And you know, it's just become more and more of this thing or this tradition to where the adults all hang out in one area and drink. And then the kids are just off running around crazy high on sugar and they're not they're not getting that adult interaction that I think is so valuable especially during the holidays I mean they will bring out that inner child in you and you I mean just remember when you were a kid and how fun Christmas was it can it still can be fun just because you're an adult now doesn't mean that it's about getting drunk being hungover you know being miserable be a kid again just see it through the eyes of the kids and and have like the most fun you can have and another thing to remember before I get into all these lovely tips and advice from everyone on sober Instagram is don't mistaken your confidence as a sign that you can handle just one I'm saying this because that's kind of where I'm at at this moment. I've been struggling with it. Um, it's just an inner voice. I'm not going to give in. I've come way too far. But it is something that pops into my mind as of recently where I'm like, um, you know, maybe it wasn't that bad because I'm almost a year sober. And so you start to forget how bad it was and so you'll question it and you'll think am I just being you know dramatic was it really that bad 
I could probably just, you know, because it's the holidays, just have like one glass of wine. What's it going to hurt? And that type of thinking is, it's not good. It, it could really make or break your sobriety this time of year. So be sure to check yourself when those thoughts come up. Play it forward. Remember your why. Remember why you stopped drinking in the first place. For me, it's I have to instantly remind myself that since I quit drinking, I don't have anxiety attacks anymore. And my anxiety attacks were horrific. They were so bad that, I mean, there were times I didn't want to leave my house. So to remind myself that that's why I quit in those moments where I think, oh, I could probably go back. And then to also remind myself that there are so many times that I said to myself, oh, I'm good now after taking, you know, a month, the longest I ever took off was two months off. And I've done that so many times and it always leads back to horrible anxiety and feeling like shit. So remind yourself of your why when those moments come up, when you're feeling really confident and you're feeling, I mean, when you're mentally and physically feeling good too, it can be a trigger because you, you feel so invincible in the moment that you don't even think that one, you're like one drink is not going to hurt, but it will because it always leads to more. And so I can't stress that enough for everyone. So let's read some of this amazing advice from the Sober Instagram community. And I I have to say it again, you guys, if you listen to this podcast and you didn't find it through Instagram, get on Instagram. And I'm going to actually um, put all of these wonderful sober people in the show notes So you already will have a good handful of people here to start following. This community is like no other. And they just never cease to amaze me. Let's get into the advice from the Sober Instagram community. The first one I have here is from Carrie at Schiffer08. And Carrie says so many things to help with sobriety during the holidays. My favorite mocktail this time of year is cranberry, club soda, and lime. That sounds really good. Baking is definitely my go-to when feeling overwhelmed while blasting holiday music or any kind of 80s alternative. 80s baby here too. I was born in 80. Um, Getting Christmas lists together, holiday shopping. She puts any kind of shopping really. Keeping my gratitude list with me always. Oh, I like that. Throwing on one of your favorite holiday movies and enjoying hot cocoa, tea, or coffee. Planning a trip for the spring so you have something to look forward to in the upcoming year. Hope this helps. Oh my gosh, I love that. So many good things in that one. All right, next we have... James at Sober James. Uh, He was just on my podcast, um, episode eight from season two. And 
if you listened, you will totally crack up at what his advice, what his advice is, because James is like such a character in his personality. I just love it. Um, he says, cancel Christmas and go hide in the middle of a forest. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I think some of us might feel that way this year. And you know what? I laugh about it, but it's actually solid advice. Maybe don't go hide in the forest. Maybe just like hide in your house if you can and, you know, turn the phone off and just tell everyone that like you're taking a year off if that's what you need to do. Um, but I mean, honestly, it's kind of solid advice, James. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Ryan Nilsson at Clean. He says, hello, I can certainly share some tips. Number one, if you're early in your recovery, maybe limit, limit the number of parties or types of parties you go to. Yes, solid, absolutely agree. Number two, if you have kids, think about the positive aspects of being full of energy and present with them on Christmas day. Yeah, not being hungover is like, probably one of the best gifts you can give your kids, whether you believe it or not. They really do pick up on you know, think about it. Like when you're hungover and they're like, mom, I need batteries for this. Like you're so, you're just like short. At least I was, I was so short with my daughter and just like, I just didn't want to be bothered. Right. I just wanted to like lay on the couch and not do anything. And I mean, they're so excited about Christmas. Uh, number three, you don't have to please anyone but yourself. And the best way you can do that is by sticking to your commitment of sobriety. Amen. Yes. He goes on to say, good luck, stay sober, happy holidays from clean, Ryan Nielsen, founder. Thank you so much, Ryan. That was, that's some solid advice right there. Love it. All right, we've got Bree at Just Bree HLC. One of my favorite things that a friend of mine told me was that I could always start over. Something about having permission to drink changed it for me. She was right. I can have a drink anytime I want. It wasn't until I realized that I could always start back at zero. Did I realize that I didn't ever want to? Nothing seemed important enough to make me start back at zero and it took away all the desire, pressure, or whatever I was feeling in the moment. Breathe. If you want a drink, get away from the situation, go outside, clear your head, write, figure out why first before you act. Then if you still want to act, you can always start back at zero. I know that doesn't work for everyone, but I also know it'll work the same way for some people, just like it did for me. Brie, I loved this one so much. It is so true. Sometimes just the thought of starting back at zero is enough to scare you away from having a drink because when you think of it that way, and if that's, if that's a motivator for someone, then that's a huge way to talk yourself out of it. If you're someone who's motivated by your day count, yeah, that's a huge motivator right there. All right, Ev at Ev Nacha Natasha. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm so sorry, Ev. Ev.natasha.music. She was actually um, my guest on episode seven in season two. And she says, OMG, so many things. Going to a holiday party? 
Bring your own non-alcoholic drinks, yummy ones, fancy ones. There are tons of non-alcoholic choices out there. Don't show up. And she's got air quotes, unarmed. And then she goes on to say, have an exit plan and bring a sober buddy. Seriously, if you absolutely have to go to an event, don't chance being the only one not drinking and alone. If things start getting sketchy, get out of there. Exit plan to bookend your evening by being somewhere safe. If you're invited to an event and you're feeling anxious and don't feel like it will be safe, don't go. Breaking your sobriety isn't worth it. So true. There are a ton of sober activities to do during the holidays, volunteering, helping someone in need out, crafts with kids, join a Christmas choir and sing. Okay, that won't be happening for me because no one needs to hear this singing voice, but I like that one a lot. Thank you, Ev. Then we've got Dean at Dean Lancaster 6. He says, Steph, stay strong and have the happiest Christmas. Not sure I can offer any real advice other than to say, you've got this one, the bag, this one in the bag, just do it. You know what, we all do. We all can do it. Thank you for that, Dean. All right, Todd at Todd the Noop. Bring your favorite NA beverage to social gatherings to share with others. Yeah, that one, honestly, I've been surprised at how many people are actually intrigued by uh, non-alcoholic beverages and actually want to try it and share it. I mean, there's, I think there's a lot of like low-key people out there that are sober curious that don't talk about being sober curious. And what a great way to kind of help them with that curiosity, like to be that little gateway for them. So I think that is solid, solid advice, Todd. All right, Amy at ABRamos913. She said, just listen to the podcast. I love it. As far as for tips for a sober holiday, I'm going to volunteer as the DD. Love that one. You know what I love about that one? Especially for people who are who are really early, early in their sobriety, and maybe not everyone in the family knows. Um, maybe it's not something that they're ready to kind of come out with. I know it took me a while. I didn't tell people that I was fully committed to sobriety in the beginning. I, I remember my first couple months, I was just like, oh, I'm just doing dry January. Oh, I'm just gonna continue on for February. Because you have to kind of sometimes be at a space where you're fully confident and know that like you are gonna stick to this for a really long time. And it is 100% okay to just tell them something like that. Because the worst part of telling people that you're not drinking is the follow-up questions and the feeling like everyone in the room is looking at you and it's very, it can sometimes feel very overwhelming. You feel like defensive and that you have to defend yourself. And so no one's gonna argue with saying that you're the DD. I mean, everybody wants a, you know, a designated, designated driver to take them home. So I love that one so much. Okay, next we have Kayla at Drinking Team Dropout. She was a guest on the pod for episode four of season two. And she says, just because they're family doesn't mean you have to tolerate invasive questioning about your sobriety, disrespect of your personal boundaries, or being pressured to drink. Yes, girl, yes. It's so true. 
And I think a lot of us give family a pass because once again, it's family, it goes back to guilt tripping and people pleasing and we just feel like we're obligated to give them a solid explanation and no one no one needs that no one needs that so I love that one Kayla all right Sam at the sober upcycler says hi this will be my first adult sober Christmas I'm going with a mocktail in the morning something dry probably cranberry instead of fizzy whilst we open stockings Truly enjoying Christmas breakfast, not just waiting for it to be past 12. Truly enjoying time spent with the family I truly care for, keeping it small. And just being truly present, no falling asleep through a board game. Yes. I love it. Yeah. It it is so important. And I think that's going to be the biggest takeaway for all of us is how present and, and we'll, I think we're all going to start noticing the little things that we missed out on because we were so focused on drinking. All right, Becky at Run Rebecca Rabbit Explore. Oh, I love that. She says, stock up on non-alcoholic alternatives. I've got elderflower cordial, gingerbread lattes, raspberry lemonade, mint lime and cucumber sparkling water and about 10 different teas. Becky is stocked and ready to go. Oh my gosh, I love it. And I, you know what, it is important to have options. I, I definitely agree. I, um, I've already stocked up on a few different non-alcoholic wines as well as a couple different non-alcoholic beers. And actually, after reading through some of these, I think I might even, uh, concoct some mocktails to make myself feel even more fancy. I do remember though last year I drank um, a lot of Sprite cranberry and Sprite and cranberry juice. I thought that was really yummy and people thought there was vodka in it because once again I wasn't quite ready to tell people that I was done even though I was. Um, I wasn't confident yet and a lot of people just assumed there was vodka in it. Uh, so I guess that's a tip too. I mean, you could always just pretend. Um, it's really nobody's business. You do what you wanna do. Just make sure you do it sober because you've worked way too damn hard to let you know the holidays come in and, and unravel all of your amazing efforts. So I wanna thank everyone who took the time to give advice as I am sure it will be very helpful. And just remember, you know, this time of year can be overwhelming. Your sobriety has to come before anything else. Get plenty of rest. Don't try to make it all perfect and be sure to be present with your loved ones. We got this. Just remember there's a whole community willing to talk and help you through at this time of year and really anytime you feel overwhelmed or triggered So I hope you all have a wonderful, safe, and sober holiday season. Bye for now.
thank you for taking the time to listen to me today. Remember, I am just a woman on a mission to normalize sobriety and living a sober lifestyle. I am not a licensed therapist or a doctor. Please, if alcohol is causing serious physical or mental health issues, seek professional help. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Be sure to follow so you don't miss future episodes. And just so you know, leaving a five-star review will help this podcast reach more people like you and in the sober community. It's an easy way to do your part in normalizing a sober lifestyle. Because I truly believe that nobody should feel alone in sobriety. And that being said, feel free to reach out to me or anyone on the sober Instagram community. Check out my show notes for my Instagram handle at this is Steph Sober. My DMs are always open.